The views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this radio station or Delta Media Corporation. But we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Pop, pop, it's showtime. 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 Guess who's back again? Checking in from the right side of Acadiana. Seeking truth. I want the truth. Yes. Justice. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yes. And a whole lot of freedom to have fun. Winning, winning, winning. Yes. Oh, behave. This is the Rush Report. Welcome back to the Ross Report. I want to tell you about our friends over at United Tile. Yeah, they're still there. They're right there at 1505 U.S. Landry Road. You know why? I know because they've been there for just about 60 years. Yeah. And the reason, the reason with all of the craziness going on in this country, they maintain their preeminence in terms of well, updating your living space, versatile flooring, everything you need to update your home. Uh, it starts with a stunning floor, and that's what they have at United Tile. I'm telling you, they are the best at what they do. They help you. Look, you go over there and you ask to talk to Robin or Austin or any, or Craig or any of the guys over there. They are going to, by the way, that's non-binary because guys refers to everybody. See, I'm, you know, that's that's the way we talk, right? Guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Everybody's a guy. Anyway, all the guys over there at United Tile, they will help you. From from your consultation, from the first time you walk in the door, and they always say walk on our floors to choose yours because they have that beautiful mosaic of all of the different styles of tile and marble and ceramics and hardwood and luxury vinyl plank, even carpet. Anyway, you get to see it all right there. So it's always kind of great. You can do your research online, but then you go over and you see it in person. There's nothing like it. And then you get to talk to their fabulous designers, and they it's free design service. Sometimes you need to make an appointment because you know they get really busy, but they will help you. And all the folks over there are so knowledgeable about, well, whatever you want to do, they'll help you. They'll make it a seamless and stress-free experience. You just, you can't do any better. The products, the people, the service, the follow-up, they'll even help you get the best installers for whatever type of job you want to have done. Their years of experience and free estimates, oh yeah, and they're locally owned and operated. I mean, what's not to love? It's United Tile Lafayette. Been there, 1505 Erast Landry Road, a great local business, ready to help you. Well, Help you have the dream of uh, the dream of a new home. Well, without a new home, you just update your current home, and it looks like a new home. That's the best way to go, right? UnitedTileLafayette.com. They're ready, they're willing, and they're able to help you 
do what you need to do. All right, so there was a meeting yesterday at the White House. It was an interesting thing. Mike Johnson seemed like he was, he, they call it, said he was on an island all by himself. Uh, let's see. Let's see if that's true. Well, the reports were pretty accurate. They said that I was um, on an island by myself <laughs> and it was me versus everyone else in the room. What, what the liberal media doesn't understand, Sean, is that if you're here in Washington and you're described as a leader that's on an island by themselves, it probably means you're standing with the American people. And that's what I did yesterday. I reminded the president and all involved that the number one issue in America is that open border, the catastrophe that we have, that President Biden himself uh, designed, that he caused and created. And I told him, just as I have many times before, he must address it with his executive authority. We can't wait any longer. And by the way, you know, the president keeps saying, uh, I need a bill. I need a law. Well, you destroyed you destroyed what Trump did at the southern border just with your your pen, right? Obama had a pen and a phone. All Biden needed was a pen. He rescinded executive orders that kept us safe. And now we have murders all over, including in New Orleans, the rape and murder of a 14-year-old by an illegal alien. I'm telling you, it is, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And thank you, Mike Johnson for actually taking this seriously. Uh, all of those guys up there think that Ukraine is the number one issue. No, Ukraine is not the number one issue to the American people. And Mike Johnson is absolutely right. The, the southern border and the criminals that are coming in and everybody at the southern border, including the officers down there, say it's not if, it's going to be when. When one of those terrorists who have gotten through because there have been a number of them that have gotten through a fraction of who got through they know about but there are a lot more that we don't know about that have gotten through it only took 20 to bring down the world trade center hmm. here we go long time we broke the omnibus fever in Washington where the Democrats, usually in the Senate, would jam the House right before Christmas every year with, you know, a 4,000 page piece of legislation that spends, you know, over a, a, a trillion and a half dollars. That's no way to run a railroad. So what we did was we broke this up so that we could actually amend and negotiate and fight for policy initiatives on 12 separate appropriations bills. We've done that. Um, we've got an agreement now and, and now they'll be passed in two uh, packages because, as you noted, the calendars run out. But this was an important thing. We have got to break the cycle and the way Washington works. We've got to reform budgeting and spending, and we're going to have an opportunity to do that going forward because we had this hard fight right now. Yep. I got to give it to him. He looks like a choir boy, but he's, he's standing tough. <laughs> he does. He kind of looks like a choir boy, but he's hanging tough, and that's exactly what we need. And he is in a tough position. You know, he's got a, he's not only fighting with the Democrats, but there's a split in the Republican caucus in the Republican conference, as they call it. Um, so he's really treading a fine line. Um, tough job. But he stood up to them yesterday, four against one. Four against one. I don't know, does Kamala Harris count as one? Maybe the, between she and Biden, maybe it's half a brain. But anyway, anyway um he stood tall, really. He said they were beaten up on him. They called him an island and uh, that he was isolated, that he was all by himself, blah, blah. Um, 
they were uh, they were saying that jo- Johnson did not insist on HR two. Now that's the one that the House passed that has some really good, really good legislation in it, and that includes defunding these NGOs. If you have been keeping an eye on, well, uh, James O'Keefe was the first one. He went to these places. They're they're old motels or apartment complexes that have been taken over by these NGOs who are, by the way, funded by the United States government through the U.S. Agency for International Development, through the State Department, right? These NGOs. The bill that the House passed defunded the NGOs because that's that's who's enabling this stuff. And so um, first it was James O'Keefe. He went a couple of times and got thrown out. Um, then uh, Rachel Campos Duffy went down there for Fox News a couple of nights ago. She got thrown out. And she said, you know, we're, the taxpayers are funding this. It may be through it. We're an NGO. You're not funding. Yes, we are. You're getting the money from the United States government to run these things. They keep denying it because because they don't know any better. Because all they know is they're collecting a paycheck and that's all they care about. They don't care about how they're destroying the fabric of this country. In fact, I think they're perfectly happy to destroy the fabric of the country. So anyway, you've, you've got it documented multiple places. So Mike Johnson is on the right side of history, absolutely on the right side of history. Now, do I think, do, I, do we want to stop the funding for Ukraine? I don't. But I think we need to have a more realistic approach to Ukraine, which, as how many times have I said, well, how many times have I said it started, it really has been more like a civil war over there? And people are maybe beginning to pick up on that. Are you expecting a number from me? Because I can't tell you. You can't remember how far back it goes. Yeah, it's since before you were my producer. Okay, let's put it that way. It feels like that sometimes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I ask you and you say, huh? Uh, Well, I think it's been going on since longer than that. But, you know, for decades we've talked about that. uh, When our CIA, now the report that just came out, confirmed everything. We're running out of conspiracies. The report, even the New York Times had to admit that in at least 12 occasions, the CIA was in Ukraine destabilizing the government over there. The guy who was elected, Yanukovych, was thrown out unceremoniously. Why? Because he was seen as a Putin stooge. How did that happen? Well, the CIA was in there destabilizing their country. Because the Donbass region, they're Russian speakers. They more identify with Russia. They don't mind being staying as part of Ukraine, but they want to have more of a an autonomous um, government in the Donbass region. And that's what they've been fighting over since way back when, since even before the Minsk Accords. But when Yanukovych was thrown out, that's when uh, Petro... Porovich. I mean, he's a—he's uh, <laughs> the chocolate king. That's what they call him, the chocolate king. He came in because he was our stooge. See, they, they saw Yanukovych as Russia's stooge, that the overthrow of Yanukovych, but the, it, it angered the Russian people, and that's why Putin invaded Ukraine. They threw him out in uh, 2014, and that's why they invaded uh, Crimea. That was part of the reason. So the, the far eastern part of the country identifies as Russia, wants to have a little more autonomy from the government in Kiev, which those people have said all along was a a corrupt entity, a money laundering corrupt entity, and they were sick of it. So Putin, when he throws out some of these things about the far right, and you can see videos of the far right, uh, a Nazi type 
organization in Ukraine that Putin railed against. And uh, they considered themselves, of course, the antidote to the communists. But they've been fighting for years. And then you look at the Donbass region that has wanted a little more autonomy. So we're we're in the middle, again, meddling in another country's internal affairs. And then we tell Ukraine, the government in Kiev, which is notoriously corrupt, uh, give up your nukes and we'll make sure you can come into NATO and we'll protect you and blah, blah. And so when Putin sees that, he's holding his breath and waiting for them to bring Ukraine into NATO. Ukraine is a very, I mean, in terms of resources, Ukraine is very wealthy. It's like the breadbasket of Europe. But it has been so poorly managed. So who's going to get the contracts to go in and rebuild Ukraine? Because look at Ukraine. They're bombing it into oblivion. Somebody's going, in addition to the munitions makers, who are doing very well, thank you very much. Who's going to get in there and rebuild like we did after your, after World War II? It was a boom time. We were in there rebuilding. So we don't have our hands clean in this. But we don't want to desert Ukraine. But they have to be realistic. And Zelensky has to be realistic. And so far in that interview I saw with Brett Baer, he's not being realistic. And he refuses to even talk about some kind of uh, rapprochement with the uh, with Russia with Putin. He doesn't even want to talk about it. A little more autonomy for the Donbass. Uh-uh, don't want to talk about it. So I say, let's get our borders straightened out first before we start meddling. Uh, we continue to meddle in somebody else's. Should we give them the munitions? I say, yeah, why not? We, as long as we don't have to go over there and fight, and they hold the line. I don't mind, but we can't. Are we tracking where the money's going? Are we tracking how it's being spent? That's my problem. We're not tracking any of that. So we don't know. What are the benchmarks? What are the goals? How do we know that there's going to be a success and not going to be like, what's going on now in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah, the Taliban is executing people, public executions, people who were our friends are being executed right now after 20 years of time, treasure, and talent being spent in Afghanistan. How about Vietnam? What happened there? Communists take it, took it over anyway. Go back to Korea. Did we ever have? No, we still have two Koreas, North Korea and South Korea. Since World War II, we have not a clear mandate for going to war. Or for that matter, a clear declaration of war. Maybe that has something to do with it all. We'll take a break. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. Here's another one. Illegal immigrant in Utah arrested for the rape of an 11-year-old. He was 14-year-old in uh, New Orleans, an 11-year-old in Utah. It's all over the country. These illegal aliens. Illegal aliens. It, it is, it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see this happening. 
to a once great nation. And people aren't buying it anymore. If you've seen the people in Athens, Georgia, they are livid, livid. Uh, there was a, and, and this mayor gets up there and he starts talking about this resolution that was passed in 2019. It says everything but sanctuary city. I mean, it, it kind of skirts around that term, but the effect is the same. The effect is exactly the same. So now this guy is trying to rationalize the death of a beautiful young woman with all her life before her. And he's trying to rationalize it this way. I want to say that we center our work here in athens Clark County in people's humanity. And part of everybody's humanity is the expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign-born. And you had that notion metastasizing like that? in Our places president. like Charlottesville. Trying to blame it on Trump? Trying to blame it on, as usual, typical, trying to blame it on Trump. And the guy who got after him, oh my Lord, he was having, well, the whole, the whole town was absolutely livid, just livid. And, uh, this guy, he, he was really unrelenting, unrelenting. And by the way, it was, uh, you know, uh, how, how did they put it? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to remember. It, it said everything but sanctuary city, but it had the same effect. And so now they're trying to rationalize what they did. But the people in Georgia were not having any of it. This fellow, James Lee, he has, he said five kids, four, I think four daughters and a son. And he was the one at the meeting who was, he, I mean, he was absolutely livid and screaming at uh, the, um, the mayor up there during this press conference. Now, I kind of get freaked out when, when I see people do that, but they are so upset about it. And, you know, you would think that this, this town, Athens, is it's not that big, you know? Um, anyway, James Lee is his name, and he's an Athens resident. He's the father of five, four daughters and a son. Left-wing nut job into wokeism. This mayor has violated his oath of office. He is supposed to protect Athenians, citizens of Athens, not protect illegal criminal aliens. And by the way, they're not illegal immigrants. Immigrants are people who come here legally. These are criminal, illegal aliens. James, when you let them have it, what was the room Jesse like? Waters. Because it looked like people were supporting you, even law enforcement. Yeah, they didn't throw him out. That's true. I was surprised. Uh, I was ready to be dragged away <laughs> because I was going to say what I was going to say. I was mad and upset over this senseless murder. And to my surprise, there were a lot of supporters. I didn't know them at all. We met for the first time and, and they spoke up with me. And the, the reporters were pretty, uh, 
pretty yeah. not abrasive against me. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up on that, too. Usually you get dragged kicking and screaming like that. It looked like they were yes. willing to let you have your say. So you're a father. You have four daughters, one son. You just have a young girl yep. murdered in cold blood by a criminal alien who never should have been in this country, bailed out time and time again by Two sanctuary miles cities. away. Two miles away. How do you feel as a dad? I, I, I was outraged. First of all, I can't imagine what this father's going through, losing his young daughter who had her whole life ahead of her. Mm. If that was my daughter, I think I would have done a little bit more today in that meeting. <laughs> that mayor would have had a black eye walking <laughs> out of there. Yeah. But- Man, I'll tell you, th- this had to be a wake-up call for a lot of people. If it can happen in Athens, Georgia, it can happen anywhere. Anywhere. All right. Got to take a break. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. So Trump goes to the border and he goes to Eagle Pass, where they have hundreds and thousands of illegals crossing every day. Biden goes to the border, he goes to Brownsville. Uh, Let me see. They had zero in a couple of months and five in another month and all that. So big whoop. Does it tell you how unseriously this administration thinks about it? And I'm sure, I am quite sure that they want you all, they want all of us to forget. They want... All of us to forget this little fact about these Venezuelans. The Biden administration says it's making it easier for hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans already in the U.S. As of July 31st, the ability to work here through what's called Temporary Protected Status, or TPS. The move is seen as significant because Venezuelans account for a large number of migrants who've been arriving in the country in recent years. About 472,000 Venezuelans will qualify for TPS status. Isn't that great? 472,000. Oh, and it gets better. This after Wednesday's announcement. We see so much trauma, so so much much tragedy, and that is why it is the focus of this administration to build lawful pathways for individuals to access, to be... Give me a break. The guy is despicable. Thank goodness they're impeaching him, but, you know, he's just following orders. He's just taking orders. Joe Biden has a lot to answer for, and Jacuzzi. In the words of the Dreyfus case, j'accuse, I, I accuse Joe Biden of consciously undermining the sovereignty, the security, the safety of the United States of America. And by the way, you know, Venezuela won't take them back because they emptied out their jails. They won't take the Venezuelans back. Why? They're using it because they see us as a bunch of patsies and they figure they can jam us and get us to lift the sanctions on Venezuela, to lift the sanctions on Venezuela before they will accept them back, I say ship them all to Guantanamo, let them rot there. Or send them to the Metropolitan D.C. Correctional Center, let them rot there, like the J6 defendants are. 
but we want them to have special status. Poor things. It's so tough in their country. By the way, you know he was arrested in New York. Yeah, he was arrested in New York. But they didn't prosecute because they're sanctuary, you know. So then he goes to visit with his brother in who lives in Athens, Georgia. And this is what happens. Poor thing. Hey, go ahead, Renee. You're on the Ross Report. Welcome. Yeah, my problem with uh, the Mexicans and Venezuelans is not as the people overall, but it's the, uh, like Californians, you know. You know, Californians want to leave their state because the dystopia have, with all the mess and craziness, hit critical mass, which is fine. I can understand freedom to move. I'm, I'm welcoming. But my problem with the Venezuelans and their Orwellian way of life in California, which is verge of an Orwellian way of life, is you can take them out of those places, but have you really taken those places out of them? Like, will they bring some of that, uh, you know, if they get in charge of the government, uh, like Californians come bring all their, when they get a political voting power, will they bring all the messiness that destroyed their places in the yes. first place with them over here to rule? Well, what is Louisiana? Yes, Renee, that's the problem. And you know, you know, here, you know how they solved it in El Salvador? Cause the folks in law enforcement will tell you they look for, um, they look for, uh, tattoos that show if they're in a gang and a lot of them are in a gang and they do you know are uh, fight with each other over territory for selling drugs traffic human trafficking etc and so they have these tattoos in el salvador bukele he got a lot of grief for it but what he did was he made them take off their shirts and he made made them show their tattoos so they all know who these horrible and there are some really awful gangs in venezuela i mean really bad ones and uh, he incarcerated all of these guys who were destabilizing all of the neighborhoods in El Salvador. He put them in jail. And guess what? Their crime rate is lower than in the United States. It's one of the safest countries in the world now. Because he, imagine that, he jailed the criminals, got them off the street. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, it, it's, it may be, uh, you know, pitiful how they got there. But kind of like a dog on rabies, how do you keep everybody else from getting bit unless you lock them up? It's, uh, it, <laughs> That's it, an interesting analogy. And another thing, <laughs> we, we always want to get mad at the illegal immigrants when some of these same programs we've experimenting in the United States have driven and destroyed them from their homelands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Communism. You bet. Uh, the one on, there's a guy on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen it. And if you haven't, it will enrage you. It's a guy, a goofy looking guy holding up a baby in TikTok and saying, see, this is my, this is my ticket to the United States. She's my anchor baby. And I get all my benefits and I get a lot of benefits and I have other kids and I'm going to have some more kids and they're all going to be my ticket. And he's laughing about the whole thing. And I'm thinking, no wonder the rest of the world looks at us like a big patsy. You know, because we we do stupid stuff. Trump had him on their heels. I can't wait till he's back in there and he can stop this foolishness. It is not. Let me yeah, tell you, yeah. when you destabilize the United States, you destabilize the world. That's a fact. Yeah, they already destabilized California, which is like uh, it, it has ripple effects throughout the world. Of course I want to add one more thing. Sure. Uh, if, if I may. Sure. I was going to a restaurant. And this young lady could not, 
shut up about how legal and you could get a legal prescription of marijuana. Might I add, she was overweight. <laughs> you know, that woman does not need more legal weed because who she's going to have to hire from uh, Angie's List, the Oopaloopas from Willy Wonka's uh, candy <laughs> factory roller in the restaurant and then roll it back out. You know, weed. And then it's not here. I wonder you think, these you think you're magazines. trying to say the weed the caused the munchies? The sell weed. And he's got bloodshot eyes and the stare like he could run an 18 wheel through a nursing home or a kidney garden. Are, are you. I mean, weed without a prescription, I'm not for that. There's no reason for that. If you don't have cancer, you're not a burn patient, you're not schizophrenic, or you got arthritis, you don't need weed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you covered all the best, the bases there as far as the people who really need it. Thank medical marijuana. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Thank they're you. dangerous. I work with people on weed. They're dangerous. They're, they're dangerous. They don't Combative have... and dangerous, motor skill-wise. Oh. And they and you know what? It's crazy, Renee. They think they're functioning at, at a top level and they're not. That's the sad part. And they put everybody else in danger. You're right. Absolutely. Thanks, Renee. Have a great day, my friend. You take you care. Too. All right. Bye bye. All right, we're gonna take a a brief, a very brief but let me let me finish this, okay? So the Venezuela you think he's stupid? He won't he won't take them back unless we lift the sanctions, but we got a stupid administration that gives them extra protection. Why? Why would Maduro even negotiate with a country stupid enough to give all the people that that he sent here? You know, Trump got he got hell for saying they're not sending their best and their brightest. He was way ahead of the curve on that one. As usual, he was absolutely right. He did his homework. And they always tried to trash Trump for telling the truth way ahead of the game because he did his homework. Did his homework. All right. So they're just flooding across the border. The Obama, uh, the Obama, the Biden administration gives them special status. And then they expect Maduro to take them back when they start wreaking havoc in this country. Hmm. As Governor Abbott has said on many occasions, the cartels are running the southern border. The cartels are running the United States' southern border. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. Hey, hey, hey. hey what's happening? Hey, brother, what's up? This is a hey, big party, man. Yeah, brother, like, stop right on. <laughs> Corruption closer to home. Check out what's happening in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Lee Zurich is at it again. Uh, Fox 8 in New Orleans. They do some incredible investigative reporting. And they have a series called Outside the Office. (laughs) 
outside the office they go and they follow uh, obviously uh, Latoya the Destroyer around and her bodyguard Mr. Vappy and uh, they found all kind of stuff in fact they found so much stuff that the FBI has subpoenaed all of their investigative reports uh, listen to this a piece of paper the head of the Metropolitan Crime Commission says leads him to this conclusion. I think the government is preparing to indict. Possibly preparing to indict New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell and her security guard Jeffrey Vappi. That piece of paper, a federal grand jury subpoena sent by the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Orleans to Fox 8, asking us for a copy of all of our outside-the-office investigations. Is this typically a near-the-end-of the the investigation yeah if there wasn't anything that was going to come of of this investigation that we know has been going on for the better part of two years publicly uh then they wouldn't be subpoenaing records at this point in time this to me is i think an indication that the investigation is winding down and that the uh government is preparing what charges they're going to bring uh, in this particular case. Sources wow. say federal investigators have been looking at a number of potential violations involving the mayor, including possible kickbacks. The subpoena asks us to hand over all outside-the-office reports where we mention Officer Jeffrey Vappi. Sources with knowledge of the interviews federal investigators conducted say FBI agents have asked questions about Vappi and Cantrell, their relationship, and the time the two have spent together. Our stories on Vappi raised questions about the hours he was putting on his timesheet. For example, in early April of 2022, Vappi traveled with the mayor to San Francisco for a conference on climate change. Of the course. meeting wrapped up on Friday <laughs> at noon. But the two didn't leave until the next night, taking a red eye back on Saturday night at 11.05. The flight landed at 5.22 a.m. back in New Orleans. We've confirmed it was on time. The day of that 5.22 a.m. arrival back home, Vappi stayed on the clock until 12 that night. Oh, so on Saturday and Sunday, when all he apparently did was fly in a plane from San Francisco back to New Orleans, taxpayers paid Vappi for oh, yeah. 30 hours of work, 15 hours on Saturday, another 15 on Sunday. Back in November of last year, Mayor Cantrell downplayed the federal... Wait, wait. He was only in two places at one time? We had a guy here who was in three places at one time, and he had the time cards to prove it. You know who I'm talking about. But we won't go there. Let's not divert anybody's attention. Investigation. I've been a, a center of countless uh, inv- investigations. Now, why would that be, Mayor? Why would that be? Huh? That's right. Uh-huh. And I have always uh, complied. Um, and that's what I'll continue to do. Um, I do uh, know yeah, I love her. Uh, that this seems to be her. kind of prevalent relative to uh, black leadership, you know, and, and I think that. Um, oh, there you go. She's a black woman and they're after her. There you go. The way she's moving her hair, uh, her head, whenever she's saying I've always complied, it's like, oh, oh, no, it it. I, I'm it's just full you. of attitude, and I, I don't know where it's well, coming from. Yeah, of course it is, because and these look these people, they nothing applies to them. And if you do call them on it, if you do call them on it, you're in big trouble because it's all about race, isn't it? Isn't yep. it all about race when they are abusing their office and abusing the taxpayers and having fun with their little boo thing? Look, Fannie Willis and her little boo thing, right?
I mean, she had, she's having a lot of fun with her little boo thing and things are finally coming down on her. But listen to the, the toy. This is how they feel. If you question them on any of their corrupt behavior, you're racist. And it's just because um, I'm a black woman. I'm not um, exempt from that. But Dillard political analyst Dr. Robert Collins says he doesn't think there is any bias or racism involved in the federal probe. No, I don't really see any sort of bias within this investigation. It is standard procedure in public corruption investigations that um, the local U.S. attorney will will uh, seek approval um, not just for indictments, but for even to to continue the investigation from the U.S. Justice Department, from Maine Justice in D.C. And, and so there's a long, drawn-out set of procedures that they have to follow when they are investigating or considering uh, indicting uh, an an elected official. Yeah, well, uh, you know, they they have lots they have lots of evidence on her. And of course, Fox 8 has, and, and Lee Zurich is an incredible investigative journalist. He really is. So they have all this evidence. And I mean, the, the Justice Department is not exactly in the hands of a bunch of right wingers right now, is it? No, they really have <laughs> to, uh, uh, dot their I's and, and cross their T's. Um, you know, so, so no, I, I don't see any bias. Number one, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the U.S. attorney is a, is a Democrat. This is a, he's an African American. This is a Democratic administration that's, that's right. running the U.S. Justice Department. The U.S. attorney is a Democrat. Um, the, uh, the attorney general of the United States is a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't see any possibility that there's any sort of partisanship or any sort of partisan bias or any sort of racial bias. Uh, this U.S. Attorney's Office and this Justice Department simply follows the evidence where it leads. And I mean, and that's oh my the God, job, and there's right? so much Our evidence. investigation I mean, come on, the really? federal subpoena asked for is centered around this apartment, the, the Upper Pantaba, overlooking oh, Pantaba. Jackson Square. Yeah, Pantaba. That's where this 3, public camera operated by the French Market Corporation <laughs> found Vappi and Cantrell leaving separately late at night and spending hours of the workday inside together. Last August, the city council voted to uh, strip... Her little boo thing. They've been spending time during the work hours. What kind of work they've Cantrell been doing? Cantrell the apartment. Cantrell veto the ordinance. But on August 24th of last <laughs> oh, year, wait, the I didn't council mean to talk that overrode that veto, yeah. giving the apartment back to the French Market Corporation. But records show six months after that vote, the mayor appears to still have control of the apartment. Well, apparently someone at City Hall is simply dragging their feet. This email from <laughs> well, January 20th. Wait a minute. Hey, buddy. City Hall is run by LaToya, and it's it's a rabbit's nest, a rabbit's warren of corruption. Fifth of this year shows the French Market Corporation asking someone at City Hall if they could access the mayor's unit for an annual fire alarm and smoke detector <laughs> inspection. The mayor's office responded that would be fine. I mean, the law is very clear. Um, and the law is very obvious. So, you know, so yes, both the, both the mayor's office and the French Market Corporation should, should execute the law as they, as they were ordered to do so by the, the city council. And if they're not, that's a problem because it means they're deliberately ignoring the law. Uh. We found more emails after the vote. September and October, the French Market installing new floors, sending a maid over. <laughs> alerting the mayor's office they would be accessing the apartment. Again, all coming after the council voted to put the apartment back into commerce. Actions speak louder than words, and we have the ordinance. Uh, so the 
people over in the French Market Corporation, and there's an in-house mm -hmm. attorney, mm -hmm. you know, realizes what the written word means. They know what the instructions are uh, and the wishes of the council, and it hasn't happened. So I think there needs to be an explanation offered to the public as to why this apartment has not been put on the available to rent list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to hear some of the other stories that they've done that they've had to turn over to? Uh, Fed's nearing determination of potential charges against Cantrell Vapi. Cantrell's trip to Dubai with Officer Vapi cost taxpayers 15000 Federal investigators question Mayor Cantrell's relationship with bodyguard. It goes on and on. Uh, recall leader responds to Office of Inspector General report linking Belden Batiste to Mayor's security leak. Uh, Vapi investigation violated consent decree. It just goes on. Two top City Hall staffers stepped down from their roles with uh, New Orleans. Uh, oh, it, it police, uh, federal judge questions Fappy's transfer and overtime abuse allegations. Federal judge summons city leadership to court over NOPD investigation into Fappy. It's all wrapped around the bodyguard, but I'm telling you, everything she has done. So, but that's what gets you. Look, Fannie Willis's case, she has been corrupt from the day one. But what's getting her? Her relationship with Mr. Nathan Wade. What's getting uh, Latoya here? Her relationship with Mr. Vappy, her her bodyguard. And why? Because it's their little boo thing, you know? Yeah. Let me tell you. It's all about the little boo thing. You my little boo thing. So I'll give a hoop what you do. Say, girl, I know. You a little too tight. I'll be shooting that shot like mm -hmm. two cake, girl, I know. Should get them on all the corruption, but no, gonna get them on all their little boosting, doings, and going on. with their little boo thing. Uh, but it's, uh, oh, uh, it's, uh, it's racism, you know. I mean, isn't that, isn't that what it is? Mm-hmm. Maybe so. You're my little boo thing. Mm -hmm. So I'll give a hoot what you do. Say, girl, I know. You a little too tame. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. Tell him I'm, tell him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something. All right. <laughs> I just, you know, we just wanted to have a little fun. Uh, you know, the little boo thing is going to bring them both down. Oh, yeah, the load going to come tumbling down. Can't come soon enough for either one of them. Funny. Or, uh, yeah, Latoya. Or Tanya Chutkin. Or Letitia James. Oh, yeah. 